What have we learned in the NHL this week? Spoked Z is here to answer that exact question on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just a reminder, we are free and available wherever you feel like listening to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we look at what we have learned throughout the week in the NHL with Spoke Z. We talk a little wild as uh, the Wild have been one of the better teams throughout the course of the Western Conference so far. So we'll see uh, some of the things that we pulled from them as well. Uh, and looking ahead to uh, what we can expect from a crazy weekend of NHL to come. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer at the helm of a full season of Minnesota Wild content. Happy to be with you here today. And as we'll do throughout the course of the regular season, today is a What's on Tap with Spoked Z edition of Locked on Wild. Spoked, what is happening, my friend? Happy Friday. Not much, just watching all of the hockey. <laughs> Happy Friday. How are you? I, having me. I'm doing great. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, this is going to be, I think, a perfect week uh, way for us to culminate the week. Just looking at some of the big things that happened throughout the week uh, in the NHL. We'll talk wild. We'll talk NHL at uh, a larger, um, larger glance. So uh, a good way to get us going into the weekend. And... I think we can start with the Minnesota Wild, who are sitting at 3-0, and just like everybody expected. And maybe the craziest game of the last couple of seasons, especially, which is saying something, as the Wild beat the Winnipeg Jets 6-5 to in overtime. And I think this is just a classic example of, you know, you don't have to have your best stuff every night to be able to win hockey games. And the Wild had uh, large stretches where they, you know, they were giving Winnipeg pretty much everything they wanted. And then all of a sudden, you look in the third period, they get the uh, game-tying goal, and then in overtime, they get the game-winner. So let's just uh, let's just talk about the game a little bit to start. Um, what did you think of the, uh, the unbelievable OT winner uh, for the Wild against the Jets? Yeah, that rocked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing another podcast during the game so i had it up like i was doing the podcast like this like looking up <laughs> so i didn't have any sound on but like mid podcast felino superman punched and i was just i just started screaming so i i wonder how that sounded but that game was bananas and i don't know why anyone would have left that was there or just counted them out if they watched any of the games from last season, um, it's kind of like it's the sign of a good team that even on nights where, you know, there are stretches where they're good, there are stretches where they're way better than Winnipeg, but they're not scoring. And then there are stretches where they're just having really sloppy turnovers, playing terrible, playing bad hockey. A couple goals Cam Talbot probably wants back. Um, but that's a team that knows they're good enough to never be out of the fight. And I mean, you see it on that last goal in overtime, Cam Talbot, who 
again, he's given up, what, five goals at that point, comes up with that massive save, shorthanded, and they just go down the other end and score. Um, so, again, even on a night that they really didn't have their best stuff for 60 minutes, they still pull it together. There's a lot of belief in that room. Um, the leaders came to play, and they ended up winning the game in a crazy way. So a lot to take from it, uh, good and bad. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're 3-0, and so you'll take it and run. Jewel Erickson act the hat trick. Matt Zuccarello had four points. Kirill Kaprizov had three points himself. Um, and I know it's early. It's three games in, and uh, the first couple of games we were kind of looking at the top line saying, guys got to kind of start to get it going a little bit. And they obviously did. Um, is it safe to say that uh, Jewel Erickson Eck is trending towards becoming that uh, that top line center, or, or do we still need to see a little bit more from him with Kaprizov and Zuccarello before we uh, make that determination? Well, I think he's like I think he's a good enough player. I mean, he's elite defensively. Last year he put in twenty goals, and I said it before: none of the goals that he scored last season were like all that fluky or goals that he couldn't replicate. Is he a number one center in terms of like, you know, you think about number one center like McKinnon or McDavid putting up 100 points? No, he's not going to do that, but he's going to give you 200 feet of elite hockey. So he's obviously good enough to play with someone like Kaprizov and play with Zuccarello. So on this team, he's absolutely your number one center and he's good enough. League wide, they'd probably say on a Stanley Cup winning team anywhere else, he's probably a two, but it doesn't really, I don't know why people put so much thought into that because it really just depends team by team. And I think on this team, he's more than good enough to be your number one center. And I mean, we've seen it so far. He just decided to score a hat trick. So um, I would not be shocked if he put up 20 again, maybe even more, especially if he's going to be playing with Zuccarello and Kaprizov when he scores half his goals from right in front of the net. So if there's one thing that both of those other players are good at, it's putting the puck right in front of the net and he can finish. So um I don't even think we've seen the best of him yet. I think he's still young and there's a lot to grow. So or there's a lot of room for him to grow. So I think he's absolutely at least trending. If you want to say the sample size still isn't big enough, it's been like 1.01 <laughs> seasons. Um, not even last year, wasn't even a full year, but he's absolutely trending in that, that direction. I think anything that we should be concerned about with the wild through the first week of games i mean they have all been one goal wins they've all been come from behind wins cam talbot looked good in two of them had a little bit of a rough go against winnipeg but anything really that that has jumped off the page in like yeah this is something that we need to be worried about going forward um I don't know. I mean, I think they're rolling four lines pretty well. I wonder at what point are we going to see a Rem Pitlick come in? Um, but, you know, if you're going to like nitpick, I'd probably say a few of those mistakes in their own end from the, some of the defensemen, maybe. But, I mean, it's it's early days, so it's hard to say one thing that really stands out more than anything else. I mean, we'll see what Kakinen looks like when he finally comes back into play. Um but I mean, like to me, when I watch, there's no like big red flag where it's like you better fix this right now or like you're not going to make the playoffs. Like I don't see anything there. Um, they're kind of just picking up from where they left off last season, which is nice. Uh, tell you what, let's uh, take our attention to the Western Conference uh, in general. Just look at some of the teams that have really started off slow. Some of the juggernauts as well. Safe to say the St. Louis Blues may be in that second category, but more to come with Spoked Z on our Friday edition of Lockdown Wilds after this.
This fall, Bilt Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Bilt Bar has an amazing lineup of delicious tasting flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite, for what it's worth, is raspberry, one of the uh, go-to flavors in my opinion. And uh, if you're not sure where you want to start, just grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of those delicious flavors. Not only are Built Bars amazing tasting, they are healthy as well. Each Built Bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing tasting, amazingly healthy. What's not to like about a Built Bar? So head to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. Spoke Z joining the show as we take a look at what's on tap for the weekend. Looking at the Western Conference and the St. Louis Blues off to a great start at 3-0. and They have uh, 15 goals in those three games. So safe to say the Blues are uh, buzzing here to start the year. Um, after a down year last year, was it just a matter of kind of everything going wrong for St. Louis to where now we're seeing the, the Blues team that we probably should have seen last year too? I think they're somewhere in the middle. I think they're kind of catching teams at the right spot right now. I mean, Colorado, that first game, they had McKinnon out. They had a lot of players out. Uh, then they go to Arizona, who is an absolute dumpster fire. And then they go to Vegas when they're down Pacioretty, Stone. Um, I wanna, I'm not sure if they had one or two other guys that were out. But right now, I think they're catching teams at, at the right time. But they also are looking really good. I mean, I think a lot of people had Jordan Cairo pegged for a breakout year. Um, and I want to say he's leading their team. Yeah, he's got seven points through three games. And he looks unbelievable. Uh, Bennington's been solid for them. He's 3-0. and Um and they're getting contributions from guys like they were last year with Justin Falk. David Perron continues just to just score. And I think he's shooting like 30% right now, but he still looks really good. So I think it's a combination of they shouldn't have been that bad last season, but they're also catching teams at really good times in Colorado and Vegas. And then again, Arizona's Arizona. Um, so I want to see a little bit more from them if I'm going to decide if they're for real or not. But I mean, they're putting the puck in the back of the net, which no matter doesn't matter who you're playing. That's still hard to do. So I think, yeah, they look good so far. We'll see if they can continue it. They're not going to go 82 and 0. Um, but yeah, I think they look a little bit better than I thought they would. But I wonder if they are catching teams at that good time um, between injuries. And again, I just can't emphasize <laughs> enough how bad Arizona is. It's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, and and we'll talk about uh, their. Their counterpart for the worst team in the NHL, who somehow is is just off to a crazy start to the year, the Buffalo Sabres. But continuing with the Western Conference, Colorado and Vegas both one and two. Who's in more trouble between those two teams? Mm, I'd probably say Vegas in terms of like personnel right now because they already didn't have a number one center. Like I love Chandler Stevenson. I think he's awesome. I love William Carlson. I think he's awesome. But neither one of them are, like you said before about Yola Xenek. Like, they're not like that 1C guy. Um, you know, William Carlson scored 40 in his first year in Vegas, but that was clearly an aberration. So 
I think between Stone and Pacioretty having pretty significant injuries, that puts them in a bind. Um, and we'll see if Robin Laner can come back and like figure it out because he's not he's not really had the strongest start so far and from the games that I watched. Um, but at the same time, they're in that Pacific division. So it's like, you know, it's not like they have a ton of ground to make up with all those teams anyways. And again, we're three games in, but yeah, I just look at Colorado. Their, their guys are back. Landis Goggs, I think, done a suspension now. Uh, I think they're losing to Florida, but Florida's a wagon. Um, so in terms of like competition, Colorado's obviously got more stiff competition in their division, but I think just from personnel standpoint, I think Vegas might be in a little bit of trouble, but they're good enough in that division to fight their way out of it. Um, in the central division. So obviously you got the wild and the blues at three and L Dallas is two and two. Then you have Nashville and Colorado at one and two Winnipeg, Arizona, and Chicago are winless. Uh, Chicago with four games in there. zero and three, and giving up goals right away. Like, it's it's almost as if as the opposing team comes onto the ice, the, the Blackhawks just hand them a goal. Like, here you go. We'll just we'll spot you one. Um, how, how concerned should the Blackhawks be with their start to the season? Uh, very, because, I mean, I think everyone saw it coming. Like, they had some good additions, and I don't think Seth Jones is as bad as everyone wants him to be. He's been really bad. Um but he's just not, he's obviously not worth nine and a half million. He's not the number one defenseman that some people think he is, but he's been a complete nightmare for them. And it looks like that Vezina season from Flurry might have just been him playing behind a really good defense. He had a really good year, obviously, and contributed a lot. I'm not going to take that away from him, but behind the Chicago defense, he looks like he's in one a little bit. Um, and I mean, up front, they're just not scoring a ton of goals. So I think they're in a lot of trouble, but if they thought they were going to make the playoffs, like, I don't, I don't know why anyone <laughs> had them sneaking in. Like they made addition. Sure. But like, they're just not, they're still not good. So I think, I think they're in one. Um, Just looking at, you know, the bottom feeders of the, uh, what do we make? Actually, that's the way I wanted to go. What do we make of the Dallas stars? I mean, they're two and oh, and I just, I have no idea what to think of this team so far. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad somewhere in between? What do we think? I think it's a classic Dallas Stars team that I'm just, I don't believe in very much. I think, I, you know, I love Miro Haskin and I love their defense. Um, we obviously know Suter. That was a good addition for them. Um, but with Bonus as a head coach, he's a defensive minded coach. They didn't really make any significant additions up front. Like they added Luke Glendening to win faceoffs and like kill penalties. Um, but there's just not a ton of firepower behind the young guys. So, like, they really need a resurgence from Sagan and Ben and Radulov, and they need um, Gurionov to take off. They need Hints to stay healthy and take off because he's trending up. But there's just not a ton of proven firepower beyond Jamie, Ben, and Tyler Sagan. And I just, that's why I've been down. That's why I don't have them in the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to score enough goals. And I don't even know what's going on with their goaltending. They have four goaltenders. They sent Ottinger, who was their best goalie last season, to the AHL to play games. They bring in Braden Holtby for I don't know why. Bishop's healthy, maybe. Maybe he's not. He's on IR, but they said he's healthy. I, I don't even know what that means. Um, and then you're relying on Anton Hudobin, who's 35 years old. So the defense in front of them sh should keep them in games. But if the goaltenders, all four of them, have a bad night and they're not scoring goals, then they're going to be in trouble. Like they looked like they played Boston the other night and lost, and they looked bad. Like for large stretches, they just 
there was just nothing going on for them for offense. So that's where I kind of doubt them, and that's why I don't have them in the playoffs. So I think they're a team that will finish four, five, six, somewhere in that range and like be in contention for a wild card spot. But in, especially in this division, I just don't see it happening. Um, I know we, we already – went down this road uh, the last time you were on, but just looking at the Pacific Division and it's it's as messy as we expected it to be um, to start the season. Edmonton, the only team other than San Jose that it... Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Sc- scratch where I was going to go. Um, Evander Kane gets the 21 game suspension for, well, everything that's going on with Evander Kane. Um, at this point... Does it, it, it has to be a situation where the Sharks try to find a way to get out from under that contract. Is he going to actually come back and play for this team at some point later this season? I can't see a world in where, like, where that happens. Like, I just can't. I mean, it's hockey, so who knows if they, like, just don't care. But, like, I know his teammates don't like him. Uh, I know the coaching staff doesn't like him. I know his fans don't like him. Like, no one like everywhere he goes he's just brutal like his te- like i don't think he has any teammates that ever say nice things about him he's clearly like not the best guy in the world like there was stuff about him going around in like buffalo getting in trouble off the ice like the guy just i don't know what his deal is cuz he's an incredible hockey player what he wants to be but he seems like he's just got too much off ice stuff and he's like, when it comes down to it, like, I'd never met the guy, but he just doesn't seem like a good dude. Like, I've never heard a heartwarming story about Evander Kane. So I don't see a universe in which Evander Kane is playing hockey for the San Jose Sharks. I don't really know how they get out. from. I don't know what the rules are with, like, getting out from that contract unless they have to, like, buy him out or put him on waivers to terminate the contract. I don't know how that works. I don't know the exact rules, but I just can't see him playing hockey in the NHL, to be honest. But I, at the same time, if he does end up somewhere playing, I also it's hockey, so I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um. Tell you what, let's move our attention to the Eastern Conference because Tampa Bay is at it again, and we'll talk about that and plenty more to finish things off with Spoke Z here today on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. A new web interface is available for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We move to the Eastern Conference And shocker, Tampa Bay put another player on long-term IR. Turns out it's the same player that they did before, Nikita Kucherov, and so he will miss the rest of the regular season, or at least a while, which frees up Tampa Bay to uh, put $9.5 million on their books. Um, Is this just, again, the Tampa Bay Lightning taking advantage of the rule book, or uh, are the Lightning trying to pull a fast one on everybody again? I don't know, because I don't really think they can pull a fast one. I think everyone knows at this point 
listen, I I don't know. I mean, if you've watched Nikita Kucherov over the last couple of seasons, he is extremely injury prone, and it happens all the time. I don't know if they said it was the same issue as last season, but I mean, it doesn't shock me. And like at this point, when he was out last season, they I know the NHL investigated it with a third party to see if that was for real. And it was, so I'm not going to sit here and try to like conjure up that debate again. Cause it's mind numbing and try like <laughs> the people that actually get mad about it. I'm like, Oh my God, every team can do it. If they like, it's in the rule book, you're allowed to do this. So right. I don't know, like maybe tell your team to do it. Um, but I mean, I think the injury is clearly legit. So we'll see. The only controversy I'm, controversy i'm interested in stirring up again is the uh, vasilevsky goaltender equipment i love that so i'm going to keep that going um it hasn't really helped him so far he's looked pretty brutal in the first couple games so um maybe maybe he is using the the regular equipment again <laughs> he just went back to the normal sized pads and so that, that's mm-hmm. that's why he is uh, looking human this season one team that is not looking human is the florida panthers uh and also the buffalo sabers um both 3-0, just like we expected. The Sabres, you know, juggernauts running away with it to start off the season. Um, it, how how much, if at all, if anything, even a penny, do we buy into what Buffalo's done so far? Yeah, no, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they've played... Montreal, who looks like one of the worst hockey teams on the planet right now. Yeah. I think they just finished their last game, so now they're 0-5, 0-4. <sighs> Let me check again. Yikes. Um, they smashed them. They narrowly beat the Coyotes in a shootout, and they beat Vancouver. Um, we'll find out tomorrow night because they're playing Boston, so we'll, f- we'll see. But, I mean, Vancouver's defense is an absolute nightmare, so it doesn't surprise me that they put up a five spot on them. Um, I'm just shocked that like the Canucks couldn't beat their goaltenders in that defense more than twice, but it's Vancouver. And I think a lot of their issues stem from that back end. So no, they're not for real, but I think if they are for real, they're going to realize it now and be like, do we got to stop winning games? Cause we really want Shane Wright in this draft <laughs> six. So, um, or maybe, maybe the players are just trying to stick it to Eichel and try to get him to come back. I don't know. Could be. But they're not. It's not. I don't see this lasting another couple of days. Um, the final one before then we take a look at kind of what's coming up for the weekend. Uh, are the Florida Panthers the team to beat in the Eastern Conference right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're legit. They are unbelievable. Um, Landeskog just committed another boarding penalty in his first game back. Um, they're, they're real. They're up three one with a minute left on the abs right now. Jeez. They look they look so good. They got four really good lines. Sam Reithard was a huge addition. That back end is continuing to look much stronger finally after all these years. Ekblad looks great. Mackenzie Wegar is still one of the most underrated defensemen in the National Hockey League. He's awesome. Um, that Gustav Forsling's really good. They re-signed him at a good number. And Spencer Knight's looking legit. So yeah, right now they're kind of the cream of the crop, possibly in the NHL. Um, I mean, they've just looked so good. I mean, they smacked Tampa the other night. They smacked the Islanders, um, and they narrowly beat Pittsburgh in a shootout, or maybe it was overtime. No, it was overtime. Um, but, yeah, they're real good. They got a lot of really good hockey players. And, again, Spencer Knight's really coming up big for them. 
Um, let's take a look because, uh, as I mentioned, this has kind of a what's on tap theme to it when we will have you on here throughout the season. So uh, looking ahead to the games for this weekend, I won't ask you uh, what you're watching because the obvious answer is everything. Because you just – you have – I don't know how it's possible, but just like a set of eyes for every single game going on throughout the entirety of the NHL. Um, so, you know, props for that. Huge flex. But some games that uh, I think are of interest to me, Colorado and Tampa Bay on Saturday. And, um, mm-hmm. well, none of the four really, honestly, on Sunday. I mean, Nashville, Minnesota, maybe. But um, what, what are some of the big games uh, on the slates uh, that you'll be keeping an eye on this weekend? I'm curious to see Toronto and Pittsburgh, actually. I want to see what – because Pittsburgh has just lost all of their centers, like literally every single one. Yikes. Um, and then the other one I have my eye on – actually, there's two, Carolina and Columbus – um, I love Columbus having those rookies playing. Cole Sillinger scored his first NHL goal tonight. Shinnikov almost scored. He's just bombs away on the power play. And Carolina's Carolina. So I think that could be interesting. And then I actually really like the Kings. I really like them. I love that Deneau addition. I thought Edler, even though I didn't like that it was the only defenseman they brought in, I thought that would at least stabilize him a little bit, and he's been okay. Um, but I think... I had Gabe Velarde poised for a breakout year, and then we can see what St. Louis looks like and if they're for real. But I'm pretty interested in how that one goes. Um, and then I think Seattle's at home versus Vancouver, so that could be fun. That's supposed to be that big rivalry there now with that whatever battle for the Northwest, whatever they want to call it. Um, but I'm excited to see Seattle at home for the first time. That'll be really cool. So those are probably the ones I have my eye on the most. Could you call that the Northwest Passage? I don't know. That was up there. I'm not. I'm not a huge um, geography buff. I also found out I'm not a huge math buff. I'm not a huge buff on really anything. But not a buff guy. No. No. Um, Northwest Passage was up in that area, wasn't it? Question mark. Yeah. So I'd say so. It is Northwest, and I'm sure there is a passage. You so could you could call it that. It. I mean, I'm just that could work. Yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas. You know. Take it or like leave it. it. All right. Um, Judd's Buds, new episode this week. So if uh, listeners didn't have a chance to see it, check it out from uh, earlier in the week. Uh, anything yes. else? I know you're basically, you're on like every Soda Pod podcast there is. Like I, I go to listen to the newest episodes for them, and I feel like I see you five or six times a week. So just uh, just plug what, uh, what listeners can keep an eye out for from the Spoked Z content universe. Uh, yeah, more Judd's Buds probably. Um, dived in pretty good so far this week on the prospect games. Damon Hunt had a rough one last night. That was brutal, that poor bastard. Um, actually, it was his fault. I can't even say that. He decapitated a guy. Literally in a span of five minutes, they, like, they were still in the game. They're on a power play. He looks like he's about to make a really good play, dances on the blue line with the puck, does a spin move, and instead of shooting, tries a backhand through the middle. They go down, score a shorty. Ooh. Minute minute later, maybe, he takes a penalty with a stupid slash, so that puts them on a five-on-three. They score. Winnipeg scores twice. He comes out of the box and decapitates some dude, gets tossed. I don't know how he didn't get a suspension. He might still, but... Then uh, he so he gets that five minute major for hitting a kid who isn't even going to be drafted until next season. Knocks him. It looked like he was knocked out for a second. Gets tossed and then they, his team loses ten to two. Jeez. So he had a rough night. He was like dash two. I mean, you're 
losing 10 to two and 17 penalty minutes and to rub insult to injury. Like Matt Hendricks of the wild was there to watch Lambos and hunt because they're playing each other. And that, and Lambos was second star of the game went off. Meanwhile, Damon hunt who's a year older got tossed and looked terrible and had a really bad night. So RIP to him. No, he'll be back. He's, he's fine. Um, Shake it off. Other than that, I don't know. We recorded one really long soda pot episode. We we're previewing the divisions. I think most of them have dropped. So I think that's why you were seeing it. I think they were doing it incrementally. So makes that's sense. Why I was there so much, but that's pretty much what I've got going. I'll just be tweeting videos, probably tweeting weird takes, tweeting videos, and uh, regularly being part of the locked on lineup challenge. Um, that's me. We we have over. we have what two? I think there are two wins so far. Or no, there's one win because there was another tie. I got to find a way to get rid of those ties. Those are just diseased. Yeah, should not happen. Yeah, you need some kind of tiebreaker, eh? But that's that's the thing is we're just we're tweaking until we find the winning lineup and then. You know, that'll be what we go with the rest of the year. So appreciate the time today spoke to make sure to follow his Twitter account is uh, is very easy at spoke Z. But uh, like I said, he's got eyes on everything. So make sure to give him a follow for uh, the best NHL content you'll find anywhere. And uh, the true king of the state of hockey uh, here uh, with all yeah, the baby. wild takes that he brings to the table as well. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So thank you for tuning in to uh, today's episode, your first listen. Make sure Locked On NHL is your second listen of the day. Make sure to follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Best bet is just search Locked On Wild and follow us everywhere that we exist so that you stay up to date with all the latest wild content throughout the course of the week. We have new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.